0: Reading the news summary in my email this morning, there's talk of wanting to turn on the economic recovery by May. If you are a business owner or manager, you need to be aware of how the choices that others make will affect your business and alter the choices you have available. This week, we're going to talk about what do you have control over? My name is Wes Biggers, and you are listening to Pivot in Place. Welcome to Episode 3 of Pivot in Place. Next to the life and death implications of the coronavirus pandemic, the economy is the biggest crisis facing most people. Some political leadership positions are encouraging a return to normal as soon as possible, as early as possible. I know we're all anxious to get it back, but how detrimental would it be to double-pump our economy with social distancing that starts, is effective after 6 to 8 weeks, and then within four weeks, we have to do it all over again. Could waiting an additional three to four weeks prevent a further six to eight weeks of social distancing and an additional 10 to 12 weeks of economic crisis? Not to mention the waste of restart resources that will be burned in the first attempt and are no longer available in the second attempt. Last week, we talked about survival. Can you survive twice? We need to be patient. I know that is awful to hear. We need to be patient. We need to manage all of our resources, top to bottom, beginning to end, and be absolutely sure-footed in planning our recovery especially those companies that don't have the deep pockets of mega corporations and wildly wealthy individuals who can miss the perspective of the realistic fight for success of most of the businesses in this country on today's show in two parts part 1 control part number 2 how does an economic crisis actually end what can i control that is the great question for business managers what do I actually control? In episode two, we defined what survival looked like for you, but the question is, what do you actually get to do about it? Recalling our conversation last week, recovery will require resources. Without a doubt, recovery is going to require resources. Think of this like growth, hyper-accelerated growth. The economy is forcing you down into your shell, your business is contracting sometimes daily. And as we talked about last week, the different tiers of survival, um, if you've had to go down to that second tier where you've simply contracted your business a little bit, but you're still operating, or worse yet, you've had to contract your business all the way down to hibernation, just you're keeping a pulse, you make sure that there's still breathing going on, but there is no business going on. When we get to the other side and you want to return to business, remember how hard the growth was that got you where you were before this hit? All that growth needs to happen in, what, a week, a month? How many resources did it take to get you there to begin with? And we're talking about all kinds of resources. Cash, obviously, but Inventory. If you had, and we I've mentioned the term a couple of times. If you had perishable liabilities out there, and that meant your inventory went away, you now have to replace that inventory. How hard is it going to be for your suppliers to come back up to speed, so that then you can get back up to speed? You know, your suppliers are part of those resources of bringing you back, and then. The most important resource of getting all of this back going is your human resources, getting those key individuals back that are going to be able to manage your growth for you. So now that you've identified what the worst case recovery will look like, assuming that we only have a single pump recovery, you know your thresholds that will define when you need to take different actions in terms of the contraction. And you know what those actions need to be. This week's episode is really a, a discussion about action and control. This is not a new concept for anyone who's listening to this. Our lives are full of taking action and doing the things that we have control over. As business owners and managers, as the people who make things happen, we are people of decision and action. It runs and pumps through our veins moment by moment. We feel a connection to what we're doing. We know when to let things play out and what levers to pull when changes are needed. But this situation, the COVID crisis, is well beyond the normal operating envelope of what we usually do. The levers that we pull don't necessarily have the same impact that they used to. In some cases, the levers are gone. We know what levers to pull to make the things we want happen when things are operating normally. We see cause and effect relationships, and hopefully, we look at the big picture when we are trying to determine what levers to pull. In today's world, however, we're in a massive departure from the variations that we are used to controlling. Options that we had are no longer available. But for all of us that are business managers, this is where we shine this is what we get paid for. Show of hands out there, how many of you feel like you have lots of control of what's going on? I'm really feeling out of control. Boy, that is an anxiety lesson right there, isn't it? This is kind of like taking a road trip in a car. You know, The span of control that you have is always changing, even if you aren't aware of it. If you're taking a road trip, you're thinking about, you know, when you first start, you're planning, where are we going to go? When were we going to go? Who's going to go with us? What car are we going to take and what route are we going to drive? Once we're on that journey, however, think about what's actually in your control. Those things that you had in your control aren't there anymore. Now, your control is how fast am I driving? What music or podcast am I going to listen to while I'm driving? And Whose turn is it to drive? Making corrections. You know, we think we're in control, having foresight. I've got Google Maps or Apple Maps telling me this route is better than that route, or this route has more tolls than that route. I'm planning for alternatives. I'm, you know, where are my highly likely gas stations and, and food stops going to be or bio breaks going to be? What this COVID-19 departure feels like is Not where am I going to go? I don't know where I'm going. It isn't even I don't know where the next gas stop is. It is feeling like someone stole our car. But what it really is, is our fuel pump broke. And really, if you think about running your business like driving a car, cash is the gas in your gas tank. When the economy contracts, your cash goes away. You don't have gas that's usable. When your fuel pump is broke, it doesn't matter how much gas you've got in the gas tank. You just can't hold drive. So where we are, we're not in a situation where someone stole our car and it's gone. We're in a situation where our fuel pump is broken. How much do we really have control over? Well, if you're sitting on the side of the road and your fuel pump is broken What control do you have? This is kind of a similar analogy that you need to think about. When you you feel out of control, what do you do? Short-term anxiety is everyday life. It is normal to feel anxiety now of all times. But the key to combat that anxiety is to take action and to exert control. The real key, however, is to make that action effective. Today's activity is to think about what we really have control over and use that knowledge to survive, reference episode two. After episode two, you hopefully had a good conversation about what you want survival to look like, what is it going to look like in the short term, and what's it going to look like in the long term. Recovery is going to take resources and you've now identified what those resources are and how you're going to preserve them what your trip points are and your indicators are for where you're going to notch down or notch back up on the other side and how you're going to preserve those resources. Congratulations. Every single one of those discussions, every single one of those decision points, those are your control points. You are exercising control. So today, this week, take that conversation to the next step. Is there anything else that you can control? Not that you can cross your fingers and hope for, because we're all doing that. But what do you actually have control over? After the break, how does an economic crisis end? Welcome back to part two, where we're going to talk briefly about how does an economic crisis end. Now, I'm taking this information from an article written by Professor Dan Seichel, uh, who is a professor of economics at Wellesley College, and it was posted on Econofact.org. Highly recommend anyone who is interested in economic reports and not just about what's going on with the crisis, but these these. Posts are out there going back several years, and there's lots of really interesting takes on economic influences. In this particular case, Professor Seichel wrote this uh, in terms of a response, the economic response, to the pandemic and, and the recovery. According to Professor Seichel, there are two things that are required to end an economic crisis. The first is a transparent resolution. In other words, the crisis or the cause of the crisis is obviously fixed. And that's important, is obviously fixed. The second is that there has to be dramatic economic policy response. And we've already seen policy response ahead of the crisis. And the purpose of Economic policy response is to, number one, mitigate economic damage, and number two is to improve business and consumer sentiment. that That makes a lot of sense, right? Economic spirals are caused because of the confidence that everybody has in what the economic conditions are that are coming up. Obviously, the $2 trillion stimulus package couldn't all be in the form of business stimulus, expecting a trickle-down effect, like a typical stimulus package. Because businesses, just like people, are having to shelter in place. Or, hence the name of my podcast, businesses are having to pivot in place. So direct payments to the population are needed not as a stimulus package, but as a survival package. But, as with all economic crises, The instability that we have is due to the lack of confidence and poor business and consumer sentiment about what is coming in the economy. What this means, and I'm going to take this directly from the report written by Professor Seichel, quote, the economic fallout from this pandemic cannot be resolved fully until the pandemic itself comes under control. That's the first condition for ending this crisis. But the acute phase of the economic crisis must be addressed immediately. History suggests that successfully ending the acute stage will demand big, bold, and timely economic policy response. End quote. Economic policy response. And that means a stimulus package, not a survival package. The health crisis comes first. The economic crisis is unfortunately exacerbated by the nature of the response to the health crisis. And it is incumbent upon all of us, especially business managers, to be committed to the recovery effort. The $2 trillion package won't be the last that is needed for this recovery. Hopefully, it is all that is needed until the economic recovery can start. And those resources that we as business managers and business owners are protecting can be available for the recovery on the other side. My name's Wes Biggers. Thank you for listening. This is Pivot in Place.